You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ben Chapman. <clears throat> Pogues, it's fantastic to be here. Oh, and um, real quick, you did um, you did get that, uh, that that throbbing, monotone bass line to just run under the, my entire intro, right? Mm-hmm. You got that? Oh, yeah. You got yeah, that uh, yeah. sound prepped? Okay. Well, when I talk, I... it'll be a different song. It'll be like a lighthearted uh, party fest, and then when you come by... It'll just be one weird guitar riff. <laughs> yeah, I want a little guitars, and in between crescendo moments, I want it to sound like, uh, kind of like, uh, dial dial tone music, but also like like the waiting hold music, but mm-hmm. also like sexy. You know, like someone yeah, yeah, made yeah. waiting music sexy. You know, you know what I mean? No mm-hmm. one ever will then. Well, anyone who watched Danger Diabolic certainly will. <laughs> a, I, I, what what is most concerning? about the soundtrack is that it's morricone who is like famous like he did good the bad and the ugly and he did like tons of old westerns that have like amazing soundtracks he wrote a bunch of music a bunch of songs some of his music's used in like the metal gear solid games and the soundtrack to this movie the score fucking sucks it was terrible (laughs) it was very jazz. Uh, yeah, the it was movie very... starts off, and there's just a song that goes, and then they, then Danger Diabolic drives up in his car and he goes, wah, 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 wah. And it, but underneath of it is still the, it was the weirdest thing. I, I was like, they didn't stop the other song; they're just playing them on top of each other. How'd you get those sounds down so right? <laughs> That's some like that guy from Police Academy. <laughs> Just the the fucking zoom in disco trumpet is like the best noise. In that. Yeah, I, I wrote down. I was like, Boom. I kind of want this to be like my my ringtone. You're just like you're sitting there with your friends all of a sudden. Bah, 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 bah. Oh my god! I, I, I so I so who's calling me? Oh, it's Ben. An era in cinema when emotions were punctuated with zoom-ins and sound effects because this yeah. movie's got plenty of this that. This movie is also the guy the best who plays way. Danger, Di- Danger Diabolique is doing, like, he is acting 1%. His eyebrows and eyes are acting 99%. <laughs> Everything that happened, the beginning scene at one point, he's driving... And he looks like he's doing like the shifty eye thing when like you lie and you look left or right. But he's supposed to be driving and he's just going down a road. No one's near. <laughs> but it was like I, they were like, it was like, well, they can't see my face, so the only way to act is just to keep moving my eyes. Uh, yeah, they they saved a lot of money both in um, facial expressions, <laughs> in how much of uh, Inogo Morion they they used to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how much of his 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 battery life they used they saved on that in fact i was reading a bit about this um uh, the director uh, of this was pro- uh, mario brava was uh, also the guy behind uh, barbarella was um proud was really proud of his ability to um to to, to do, perform under budget like notoriously he'd been offered 2 million for a project and said he could do it for 500,000 proudly so it's oh. it's, a, it's a different kind of director and i have to say the ways that they did it are actually my favorite thing about this movie which is all like the miniatures and smoke like really lackluster effects are fucking incredible the 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 movie starts with quite possibly what i would call the lamest heist instant like usually when you start a movie you want to have like you know and you're like this guy's a genius his plan is he shoots out smoke and just thinks i bet you these guys will get out of their car and leave it completely unguarded Look, so I could steal it. What if they had been in the car? When he got up there, they would have just like leaned out and shot him. And he would have been like, oh, fuck. It was like the worst. But the best part was, so the plan is they're driving with this $5 million in cash. And they stop and all the smoke comes out. And then there's a scene of the cops talking in the smoke. But it's not them talking in the smoke. They filmed them talking and then projected the movie and then shot smoke in front of it and filmed that. Yeah. So like yeah. you could, it's just like an overlay. I guess they probably just overlaid two different shots. But it was like I was like, you guys couldn't even just have them stand near the smoke. Like like this is so lazy. It's insane, and I fucking love it. Uh, this <laughs> this movie's undercutting of everything. But also, um, 
folks, you've just defined a core a core chunk of Diabolic's uh, master plan throughout this movie, which is that everyone else on planet Earth is so fucking inept. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, like, it, this is like Ocean's Eleven if their plan had been like, well, sometimes he leaves uh, $20 million outside and we can just go pick it up when no one's looking. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ocean's Eleven is also a great reference because normally in a movie uh, about crime or heists or bank robberies, there's typically the the characters planning up for the big heist, then doing the big heist, and then maybe if it's a more complicated story... A, a, a second tertiary like situation takes place after which they're double crossed and they have a chase. Yeah, the heist double cross, which turns out to be a, a triple cross. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this movie said, uh, "What if we just did nine different <laughs> heists in which in which there's a single obstacle?" <laughs> yes, one of the heists is there's a tall wall and we hit a very visible camera and a painting. The camera would have been less visible had they just set it on a table. His fucking solution when he takes a picture from the same angle as the camera on a Polaroid camera and then just sticks it to a candle. Yes, sticks it to a candle was my favorite. I was like, he brought the Polaroid, but not like a thing to attach to. He was like, thank God there was this candle stand. After scaling the fucking exterior wall with the most challenging thing He gets caught instantly, so he might as well just scaled the wall and just run through and grab them and kept running. There's a chance they wouldn't even have noticed. Their their plan, too, to guard them is, could you please leave them on this table? How? I don't care if you think there's no way the guy could get in the room. Put them in a safe. Just just so it's a little harder. Phenomenal. Put them in a shoebox so he at least has to open something. (laughs) Don't just lay them out and be like, I'm sure it'll be okay. If you're worried that perhaps uh, Pogues Pogues and I just sort of ranting about um, some of the many uh, uh, non- (laughs) non-consecutive heists that took place in this film is um is is skipping over important introductory introductory information you are wrong yeah so diabolic simply arrives on screen scowls for an hour and 45 minutes has a lot of sex and uh uh and 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 has some of the best sets i've ever seen the the thing that is crazy is the crux of the plot of the movie which is the police try to trick a gangster or like blackmail a gangster into catching diabolique for them doesn't arrive until like 45 minutes into the movie which is really long into a movie to introduce what is the plot so you have 40 minutes where they don't ever explain who diabolic is why he commits crimes and how he has this underground james bond villain villain base so there's just like no exposition. The movie starts with the terrible car, the terrible heist, which is maybe two and a half minutes in, five minutes in. Then it proceeds to be four minutes worth of, worth of like the worst credit scene I've ever seen. Like James Bond credit scenes are notorious for being really long and really boring, but at least there's like some girls dancing in the background. I guess this is just a swirling color for four minutes yeah there there are so by a this, terrible song plays this movie plays like a parody of bond movies that's not in, at all intending to be a parody movie. it's a parody of a bond movie if people who thought a parody was just a bad version of instead of a comedy version of. no i don't think i think it's like it's like a bond movie but for people who thought bond movie plots were too complicated yeah and everything else is turned up to 12. You know what I mean? Like, everything's just fucking dialed up. The sets, everything is bright as hell except for a very bad night sequence. Uh, the sets are fucking insane and ludicrous. The at cars are point, ludicrous. <laughs> in the, uh, and at one point in the robbery where he just picks up a necklace off a table, there, there was, like, a party earlier. And for some reason, all the guards are dressed like they're, like, doing, like, a George Washington cosplay. Like, that sort of, like, Victorian era kind of, like, wig and like jacket and when the party's over five of them just stay dressed like that in the control room <laughs> and i was like this is a bizarre choice to be like and eh, just stay in your period outfit for some reason oh my god um but that's uh, the fu- least of the bizarre choices so anyways like i said though what happens is it's like it's 20 full minutes before we're introduced to any plot and it goes 10 minutes worth of no dialogue from the credit, like the opening scene to the credits is about 10 minutes. There's 10 minutes where the That's only dialogue fucking... 
is filmmaking is his girl is his girlfriend saying don't take too long when he's in the shower that's the it's, o- there's also a scene where he appears to open i think a safe maybe and then closes it maybe i don't understand what the fuck that underground parking garage scene was for yeah you're also you're overwriting important sequences like when diabolic parked his car for 25 minutes <laughs> Yeah, there's such a long shot of like a girl walking up the stairs but and Pokes, him slowly driving away. The thing is, the whole time that we're watching this car drive through what I'm pretty sure is a combination of expensive sets and miniatures, and I'm staring yeah. at it, and I have to know where this is going. And before I can get mad that it's gone nowhere, Diabolic is having sex in a pile of money right before he robs... I, I can't recall the order of these. Uh, 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 here's, uh, he, here's the thing he, that's deeply right, right, upsetting right, about Right before he dispenses exhilaration gas at, a, at the prime minister or whatever. Yeah, I mean, the scene where he they are having sex in $10 million, it's supposed to be like, that's hot. Money's like the second dirtiest thing on earth. Like, it would be so... And who wants to fuck in a bunch of paper? You make, just get Make it third, Pogues. <laughs> uh, ew. Um, yeah, but then Ben is right. There's a scene where the Minister of Defense or Police... I don't know. I, it, it's also very confusing what country Diabolic's supposed to be in. Because the guy playing the Minister of whatever is a British actor. And I think that's yeah. just his voice in the dub. So it's kind of confusing, but he opens up, he has a camera that has a knob which says exhilaration gas, like written out. And I was like, oh boy, this is, this is where we're going to start getting somewhere is like weird inventions with like, you know, the name written above them. And he has anti-exhilaration pills. I was like, this is going to be fun. Never do that again. There's never a scene where there's like another object that has a weird name on it. I, I could I could have done for more of it, but yeah, because uh, I was like, that's where I thought I was like, oh, they they really are doing like a goofy James Bond. But then as the movie went on, I thought, I just think they're making a really bad movie that just really <laughs> doesn't have a plot. Yeah, there is such a there is such a I, I refer to this being done by the director doing Barbarella. I was wrong, but uh, there were a lot of the people here were involved in the same project. Um, in fact, including uh, the, Diabolique. Dot, who yeah who played a who played Pygar I think the angel, the angel man yeah yeah um anyway uh very similar vibes here uh where it's just it's just a bunch of um scenes strung together <laughs> not yeah. so much a film yeah um, yeah I guess that is true it does have a very Barbarella I hope yeah. you're not planning on a plot because Barbarella would just like crash land into the next scenario <laughs> and then would wake up in the preceding scenario wake up like topless. And this is the same thing. Like the camera would just cut to be like, to everyone be like, "Well, we melted all of our gold and put it in this box, hoping no one steals yeah. it." At one point <laughs> in my notes, I wrote down, "How can this movie have forty-seven minutes left?" Because like the end plot is coming. They've they've kidnapped Diabolic's girlfriend. I was like, "The film has to end. There's no way the ending can take forty minutes." That wraps up, and then there's another twenty minutes of just a brand yeah. new plot. And I was like, "A Why? brand new heist. Why is there a an brand extra new heist?" heist? As if it's an after credit sequence. Yes. Um, and, I mean, but, the ending, we'll get to that in a minute. But. I, I don't want to overwrite a few things. One is that we meet the the, the very, the somewhat underwhelming villain, I have to admit, um, uh, uh, Ralph Valmont. Um, yeah. He... <laughs> Who in the I dub love, is doing a terrible, like, mobster voice. I love him as, like, a, a mixture of every single Bond villain. Like, he's, like, Dr. No and, like... Uh, uh he's like because every bond villain has like a thing some of them are like uh super charming one of them's a super scientist like they always have like some yeah, like they always have le- something some tilt to them and he's like a sleazy gangster with lots of women who also has like a, a, a gadget plane and he's like what the f- yeah. <laughs> it's just who i guess invented the drop the bad guy out of the yeah. hatch when he disagrees with you i'm sorry view to a kill you came too late too late because his is even better it's on a fucking plane yeah i don't know how that works <laughs> yeah i'd imagine opening it up would probably cause depressurization 
Also, I don't know how you'd convince an engineer to break so many safety protocols to erect a trapdoor with no visible safety lines. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, <laughs> with like the chance that like, what happens if the gears break and somebody's just walking over it? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's really it's a really sketchy idea. But we get to see it used multiple times, including the most dramatic when D- Diabolic himself is on the plane, <laughs> and his master plan is just to they give him a parachute. Which yeah, in, ex- in exchange for the money he gave them, in exchange for the hostage, I guess I'm so confused yeah. as to how that deal was supposed to work. He was supposed to give them the stuff, and they were going to let him parachute down to where they the hid girl the girl. Was. My question was, why not just give him a fake parachute, and then he just falls and dies, yeah. and then you're just like, well, he's dead. Or why any parachute? He's 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 your nemesis. <laughs> Well, I get, though, if you were like, oh, they're down there, you're just trying to get him to jump out of the plane like a fucking idiot, and then you're just like, yeah, yeah, we got the gems, good luck. Yeah, he didn't even check his parachute, fucking idiot. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, that would it, and he was like, nope, real parachute. I was like, boy, that was dumb. <laughs> real parachute, grab the villain, <laughs> fall yes. out of the sky with him. And then, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of I can't get over it. I can't get over things. it. This was the start of what I called the director's inability to know how things work, which is uh, at one point, Danger Diabolic loads his gun, his submachine gun with emeralds that fire like bullets. Those emeralds were about the size of like a steak knife. Yeah, they were, they were huge. They were easily three <laughs> to four inches and probably like a half an inch wide. But what's and, hilarious and- then is when he gets the back, he goes to the crematorium where they've cremated the body of who he's pretending to be his uh, brother or something. And uh, as, as they do at all funeral homes, when you come to collect a body, a guy takes you to where it's at and then just starts scooping it out with a shovel in front. <laughs> yeah, just sort of hauling it out amongst all the other like ashes that are just apparently loose down there yeah it's like, it like why would anybody think this is how it works when they cremate somebody they, they don't just like like hey you want to see us dig through the remains of your loved one real quick with a little shovel might be some bones and teeth in there but yeah. just, just, let's just find out cool. let's see what didn't burn <laughs> oh look at that oversized emeralds <laughs> i mean what a fucking plan you have to admit that is that's the thing about this movie pokes is during every sequence you are not able to predict what's about to happen because it will not make it sense. It would have been like a genius idea had the plan not not been hinged upon the fact he somehow shot emeralds out of a gun. Just, just, but, but just to recap, he parachutes down out of the villain's plane with the villain, who he then lets free. Oh wait! By the way, he also stumbled when getting on the plane and placed a small bomb, which blows the plane up. But yeah. it didn't seem to be triggered by him. It was on a time delay. I would have been trying to get off that fucking plane. Yeah, I don't know what his plan was to get out of the plane because he's. What if they had been like, you want a drink? He would have been like, no, 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 let's, uh, we gotta speed this up. (laughs) Or like, what if they had to fly an extra 10 minutes to get there? We're gonna, we're gonna have to taxi on the runway for a little bit. (laughs) Oh, God, no! (laughs) My plan. Once again, a lot of happenstance allowing this man to succeed. Yeah, and complete inept police. Yeah, and inept police who walk past him multiple times, who don't see him in a simple disguise, even though he has the most trademark hairstyle that we haven't mentioned so far. Oh, yeah, and he has the most crazy eyes. Whenever they cut to him, he looks like he's been really surprised by something. <laughs> yeah. He's got, like, a really um, a really sharp uh, Spock like haircut. Widow's peak, yeah. Yeah, he's got a real sharp, like, widow's, like, like pointy Spock haircut. Um, which is just fucking phenomenal. And he keeps driving the same fucking car everywhere. <laughs> Get well, a different pull- color car, jackass. When they pull into his garage, he seems to have just 90 of those cars. I imagine, like, The yeah. whole lot it's is just, just those cars. It's like a cartoon character's wardrobe where it's all just the yeah. same shirt and pants. His is just, which exactly. black Jaguar that's easily noticeable should I take? But I want to, I don't want to lose the thread too much here. Because after, after parachuting with the villain who he let live... And then rescuing his girl, he gets, I guess, pinned in a firefight that happens kind of out of nowhere. The cops show up. Well, the co- that was reason. part of the plan. Oh, right. They're going to make him parachute they, yeah, they, down. Yeah, they wanted him to parachute down and the police were going to be there yeah. and they were going to catch him. Definitely makes a lot of sense. Um, as Why they weren't just waiting at the landing zone instead of just it, randomly at a location. To be clear, this the movie makes it apparent that this was part of his plan somehow. To, to do all this because at the end of this shootout though he realizes he can't win he loads the guns impossibly with the emeralds and fires them at his villain who killing him uh thus so he can retrieve them as we mentioned during the cremation process uh but in between that he takes a pill that will make him appear dead 
and then for, slows yeah. his heart rate down with monk techniques. This this was the this part is... that I loved was the idea that somewhere a guy had read that Tibetan monks were known for being able to lower their heart rate so low they would appear to be dead. That's like a some sort of weird urban legend about Tibetan monks is that they can reduce their heart rate so that it only beats like once an hour and it somehow keeps them alive. Not scientifically possible. But that's like this weird thing. And the guy was like, well, should we say he was just like a monk? And they were like, nah, we'll just say he drank something the monks drink. <laughs> it's like, what? and he was like, the monks do it. And uh, you look dead as long as you get the antidote for tw- within 12 hours. Why would monks want to just look dead? What would be the benefit of Tibetan yeah, monks? What, what, what do you want to do to, get, to <laughs> go get monk Keith? He's got to do the guarding. Oh, no, I don't. Nope. You know, like, <laughs> see you in 12 hours, fucker. Uh, uh, well, the, the strange thing is, Tibet, Tibetan monks are quite known for their insurance fraud. Yeah, uh, fraud. I was unaware. Yeah, that's the real issue. <laughs> that Dalai Lama keeps pretending to be reborn. <laughs> I guess again. Because, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, he survived and just sort of comes back to life and says, I did it. Well, but then, I, then he, like, his girlfriend gives him the thing. He's like, if it had been 12 hours, he's like, how long was it? She's like, 11 post. hours and 59 minutes. It's like, why didn't you grab the needle and immediately stick him? You've been in the room with him for 10 minutes. I also don't want to override a couple of important things. Um, because we definitely blew past uh, a component of, of two of the heists that I have to mention. One um, is that when a a, uh, a a monetary reward is placed on Diabolic's head. Holy shit. Uh, this was the scene that went bonkers uh he decided the quickest retribution to that kind of uh aggression is to blow up the irs well this was this is what i love so they issued a reward for one million dollars to find him and that's this new minister's plan at which point danger diabolic sends a letter that says since you're wasting taxpayers money i'm gonna take it out of circulation and he proceeds to what I assume is kill roughly 4,000 people to possibly 12,000. He blows up eight buildings. And it, they all appear to be during the day. So those buildings were fully stacked. He's a mass murderer. But the thing that I love that is they posit afterwards that the way taxes work are the government knows how much taxes you're supposed to pay. And if they don't, there's no way for them to figure it out. That's not how taxes have ever worked. <laughs> like, you always are responsible for paying your taxes, and I mean, you have to know how much you're supposed to pay. It's my fucking favorite sequence. They they explode in nine miniature buildings, and, and one sign, have, just one sign. They're like, and, and they, yeah, and, and one, have, one of the buildings is called Tax Services. They just they, they just explode the word tax service over and over again. Yeah, which, one says like which tax felt, payment, tax building, which felt like a message from the director. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like got his thoughts on 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 the the state of taxation in his country. Yeah, he's like, I'm not paying him, <laughs> exactly. and now you'll never know how much I owe. Yeah, and the 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 like the fucking minister of finance comes on TV and says, "Oh boy, howdy, country, <laughs> yeah. we lost we lost all our documents. So make sure to pay your taxes. <laughs> um, we won't know how much you owe, but you just got to be real good, okay?" And then. We fast forward to a sequence at some indeterminate time later when they're like, oh, fuck, no one paid their taxes. Which I, I love the idea, too, that the government would be like, well, no one paid taxes. There's nothing we could do. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of things you could do. The government controls all the infrastructure. So you could just be like, well, we're shutting don't down forget, everything. Don't forget the follow-up, which is that the government says out loud, ah, dang, they, no one paid their taxes. So we, we took all this gold. We took all the gold to. in the country, and melted we boiled it into, into one a giant block. A big brick, and we're just gonna. So we can buy currency, is what they said. <laughs> we're gonna go buy some money from another country. This is not how any country's finances work. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> like you guys, like, could you imagine if America's like, shit, we're out of money. Get all the gold, and we'll go buy a bunch all of right. euros, and just see if anyone notices. Just head over into like the uh, the Smithsonian and grab some gold shit. We'll throw it in this pot. We need we'll to make it, over. We need to make it hard to steal. <laughs> Just make it one gigantic block, like, t- t- and then we'll lock it in a big iron block, and then like try and steal that diabolic. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it, he'll never get it. Okay. Yeah, Who's he got it. Buying the currency. <laughs> I don't understand. Who are you buying it from? Um. But something I also didn't want to run run past before we talk more about the finale with the gold is that Diabolic scales 
the tower to get. Oh the, my god! Yeah, yeah. The so we should go through real quick. So the order of events is basically: he robs a, a car that has ten million dollars in it. He Boom. then uh, goes to a press conference talking about how much of a menace he is and how they've reinstated the death penalty. Which at the time I thought, what does he care? You can't get the death penalty for stealing. That's not I how. Guess, it, but then I, I guess realized they changed later, that too. He just starts murdering people. <laughs> Oh yeah, he does. He does start killing people in yes. mass. Yeah, and then you have uh, after that, it's his girlfriend's birthday, and she wants these emeralds. So they go to rob the emeralds, and he has to climb up this tall tower where the emeralds have again just been laid on a coffee table in an empty room. Not even a guard. There's just a camera vaguely pointed at them, super obviously stuck into like a. a a renaissance painting so there's just this gigantic lens it was probably like two inches wide i was like what kind of fucking spy camera is this and uh yeah he has to scale the side of a building using suction cups holy shit which there's several scenes of him flipping the little latches and then in the background when he does it goes wick 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 so you know it's attached i was like what a weird choice of sound effect for a suction cup it's, it's it's fucking insane to watch because i mean i've seen this scene in lots of movies a heist movie it's a classic you know, yeah, he, yeah he uses some sort of climbing equipment to climb but like you can just have him have like handle suction cups like we as a movie watching audience have bought a lot of um gaps in logic in this oh film yeah this so whole far. film is gaps in logic i don't know why this time they were like no i don't he know needs why to seal no each one he needs he needs a triple function uh, suction cup in each hand that he has to stop and manually operate every 10 minutes and we're going to show the entire fucking climb it would be so impractical like to try to get up there and he's like he has nothing supporting his feet it's just all upper body strength so i mean this dude is, must be jacked it would have been fine if he just walked up to the bottom of the wall and looked up it and then produced those suction cup things and then later we see him climbing through a window i would have understood it like, would have, i would have, <laughs> i would have taken it even better if he had like just pulled out a grappling hook and shot it and they had done a scene yeah. of him like adam west walking up a wall exactly that would have been less stupid than the scene we watched but it doesn't get it doesn't actually disappoint any further it never disappoints pokes because after this 20 minute climb sequence as you said he nabs the jewels off a coffee table and then makes it to the roof of this castle where apparently this rich lady is staying um and and as he realizes he has no escape plan yes they cut thank, to a zoom thank in god on, though on there's an old a catapult? functioning catapult yeah like it's all castles have they just have a I catapult have never, on the top of a parapet i have never cackled louder than when they sh- they showed a dummy wearing diabolic's clothes being flung into the ocean my favorite part though of that scene is so they get up there and the best part is so diabolic sees the catapult and we get a, oh like, a really poorly filmed shot of it just launching this thing over and as it flies over the one cop just runs up and just starts shooting at this thing and i was like this guy is the only good cop like he's like fuck this i'm not letting him get away and then they leave and danger diabolic's just up there naked and just, I was like, what a just du- and then i guess somehow sneaks out of the they the next shot he's just in the car with his girlfriend and i thought <laughs> why do we watch eight minutes of him climbing up a wall and then he just walks out of a castle fires his fucking onesie off a catapult and then just strolls out in the nude and yeah just caught by swinging <laughs> you think that's danger diabolic why would he be naked it's obviously not him it's obviously not him. And Di- then Danger, Di- Danger Diabolic wears a very peaked, uh, 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 like headpiece. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and that like guy a... only has that guy only has a very peaked uh, haircut, so very different. He's not wearing a face mask, which looks almost identical to his actual face, thus defeating the point of wearing a face mask. He's, he has like he's not the wearing... weirdest storm shadow mask on ever. Yeah, it's like leather that like conforms to the nose, the yes, chin, and the mouth. So the like, mouth look at it a lot. Just looks like the actor, but it doesn't look like it opens at the mouth. Just that it's like yeah, like they've drawn a line. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. It's very weird. It's very like a weird eyes wide. Shut I hate mask. it. I hate it, and it's also my Halloween costume. I just want to say I liked though um, when he was climbing the white tower. He wore an all white uniform, so he'd blend in with the masonry, mm-hmm. which didn't matter because nobody was watching that because it's quote unquote too steep. Great police work, guys. Great police work. I couldn't climb that, so certainly nobody could, with or, with or without special equipment. Sure, should we just leave one guy down there at the bottom who checks in every five minutes, and if he doesn't, we'll know somebody's climbing up the wall? Nah, 
Okay, I, do you want me to put this necklace in a safe real quick? The table's fine. <laughs> what happens if somebody puts a candle <laughs> in front of our camera with a poorly taken Polaroid on it? We'll notice, probably. I mean, they have the double mirror thing. Just do that. Well, what was also crazy, this also got me, which I thought was insane. So he steals it, and they realize that he's stolen the necklace and just replaced it with a picture. Or something's happened, and they run in. His escape plan wasn't to go back out the window the way he came. It was to run through the building full of police officers. And I thought, wait, why wasn't his plan to get out just to go the way he came? He knows no one's out there. But he instead has already gotten in a fight by the time they realize that he's there. So he had already failed before they realized he had failed. And then, yeah, his plan to make the road long mirror that uncoils. I, I can't get over this fucking roadrunner and like the shit. thing that is insane this fucking is, acme mirror rollable mirror he pulls it out and it's like an eight minute install process and somehow his girlfriend he's like help me and she touches it and she's like ow and she touches her shoulder <laughs> yeah she like, was somehow injured from like yeah. expanding a mirror pole she didn't I don't do anything understand. she just bent yeah. down was like oh my elbow and then he puts it up and you think oh i guess we'll eventually see this is clearly like a big mirror they'll explain there's no actual shot of the mirror no <laughs> they no, just, just there's just a weird camera shot where you see two sets of headlights their own headlights reflect back at them and they panic and drive off a cliff <laughs> yeah and this and, movie and has die. those those guys die they're just police officers yeah. trying to catch yeah a, that a happened... legit criminal this guy didn't steal from the mob he's just stealing from people that 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 happened with like the whole uh necklace heist like there's guys on the beach patrolling which appear to be private security and he fucking knife throws like five of them <laughs> yeah and it's like these are they're just, just they're, they're just, just hired people to try to keep like this duchess from losing her necklace <laughs> yeah but i mean like the thing that's craziest too is like like i said it's not like you know like in oceans 11 you want them to win because that guy's an asshole you know the guy who owns the casino he's they, right, they set right. up that he's a prick so when he gets robbed you don't feel that bad and you're like well he's insured he'll be fine in this movie these are just caught like the first one they're just, for some reason, I still couldn't figure out why they were transferring $10 million in cash. But they're just cops doing their job. Like, they're just, these are just, like, random people. And later on, they're just regular people doing a job and they're being murdered. It's just like, I, I, these people have done nothing wrong. They're not criminals. They don't even appear to be evil. They're not doing anything bad in the movie. Like, they never break the law to catch somebody. The closest we get is this guy kind of blackmails a criminal to catch another criminal. Which doesn't seem that bad, you know. No, no. Uh, the film does not um, does not want you to think as hard as you happen to be thinking about it, folks. Look, there are there are rooms shaped like diamonds. There are elaborate cars. There is strange scuba suits. There is a bizarre underground mansion that he lives in. Why does he need more money? There is a scuba car that yes. is a convertible and kind of shaped like a manta ray. I think. Yeah, I, I mean, as the movie goes on. The, like, Q-esque inventions get shittier and shittier until they're just like, I don't know, this car can go in the water. Oh, okay, I guess. It was just so bizarre. Uh, you keep using the word bizarre and not phenomenal, and I'm worried about you. Uh, I did not find this movie phenomenal. I found it insanely <laughs> long, and I watched it at, like, one and a quarter speed on YouTube. And it was one of those weird things. So, like, if you watch it like a present day movie and you speed it up to like a quarter, you can tell that you've sped the movie up. Like, music doesn't sound right. Sure, uh, sure. People's voices are like kind of too quick. But you mean like the plotting Mar- Mar- Marcon uh, uh, soundtrack wasn't? <laughs> I watched the first. It didn't sound off when it was like boop bleep bleep bleep. No, the first forty minutes I watched, or maybe the first like half of the movie i watched at normal speed and then i was like fuck i can't take this nothing is happening like let's speed this up until something occurs and so i just did it a quarter which doesn't really shave that much time off but i was shocked to find that the theme the sounded exactly the same <laughs> i was like wait that's not possible it should sound quicker than it did before and the like dialogue all seemed still too slowly delivered so it was, I mean, it was a really bad dub. It was a super strange dub, no doubt. Yeah, I, apparently there's like four different dubs of it or something. But, there's an American dub and then a British-English dub, which is the one that we saw. Uh, Pogues, I, don't, I also don't want you to miss out, or I don't want our audience to miss out on 
the finale uh, of this film, and it's it's fantastic. His fantastic final plan, as he has stolen the like three hundred, three thousand. I have no idea. Like like massive uh, uh, gold bar that yes. I had apparently had all of Italy or England's money. Well, America's who knows <laughs> what America, country who this knows? is supposed to be taking place in. Uh, that he stole, but he can't free from this big metal cask that it was being shipped in. And so his only solution is to stick a laser up top and a good old tube down low and just sort of spit out the gold, liquid gold. Yeah, uh, so there's so many things at the end of this movie. So like, oh like I said, the movie appears to end. He gets the di- he gets the emeralds back. He's still alive. They His go villains, back. The, the, the villain's dead. The villain's dead. The, the cops are, they lost him. They don't know where to find him. He comes back and puts the emeralds on his girlfriend's boobs in a very long scene. Um, and But he only counts to nine. And then he says, happy birthday. Uh, there was 11 gemstones. This guy's stealing from his girlfriend. Anyways, you're like, oh, okay, end of movie. Like, to me, that's, that's, the, that's a good end to the movie. I mean, it's not great, but it's an end to the film. Everything's wrapped up. Then you just get this subplot where... This guy offers a million dollars. He destroys all the tax records. There's no tax money, so they're getting all their gold to buy currency from somewhere. Danger Diabolic comes and steals it, takes it back to his base. Now, keep in mind, a block of gold this big would weigh so fucking much. Even in the ocean, it would still be impossible to move. He gets it back to his base, cuts a little hole in it. Instead of just opening this thing up, I don't understand why he can't just cut through the rivets that are holding it together. And like Ben said, he melts the entire thing, so it's now liquid gold inside. He hooks up a tube to the bottom and puts on a suit, which he says, and I quote, I could swim through the center of the sun in this. No, you couldn't. Uh, (laughs) But he tells his girlfriend to back up and then turns on a hose, which sprays out gold. Like, you know when you take a hose and you put your thumb over the end and you turn it on and it like sprays everywhere? He is missing the mold. He must have shot 80% of the gold he shot out just on his floor. It's worthless. It's just going to harden on his floor. He'll never be able to get it up. I don't he know took, how that was his plan to turn him into bars. He liquefied his country's entire currency and splashed 60 to 70% of it in, like, concrete. Yeah, all concrete over his floor, floor. And maybe got one bar's worth into where it was supposed to and go. And then before he even was done with that, the police caught him again. This time, yes. they get to do it by chance this, rather no, than this, him This time, they chance. actually had a plan. Which is he he irradiated, which I, this is not how radiation works, but he irradiated the casing so they could pick up the signal of the irradiated case. So it must have been like super, like they, Diabolik and his girlfriend are dead. If it's irradiated enough, they could detect it inside of a case. <laughs> like that's a lot of radiation. Those two now have cancer and are sterile. So they find, they track him down. I'm like, they actually had a plan. Diabolik is so dumb. They, they don't know until people are all the way in the building. He tells his girlfriend to run away and he has to go manually open the locks, not where they are, but back in the main part of the building, which was very yeah, he's confusing. Got, he's I, Now, I'm a homeowner, and I, I really think this should be my new lock system. As I think that when someone knocks at my door to drop off a, a food delivery, I should have to run up into some sort of, like, concrete corridor and just spin a mega wheel to lock yes. and unlock my doors. <laughs> just keep a crank in it. And then, like, what ends up being even weirder is... Uh, so the police get in there and uh well i'm let's just say conservatively there's 35 of them open fire on this dude and none of them can hit him he's just in a hallway it's so insane that he can't hit this guy they can't hit him and they just keep cutting to shots of more and more police running up with like machine guns smgs (laughs) pistols and they're all just firing non-stop and then they cut back and they'll show him, and, like, two bullets will hit the wall. It's like, wh- where are all the other bullets going? <laughs> it's incredible. It's That was probably my favorite scene, because I'm like, what? And, and they keep cutting back, and every time there's ten more cops, and they just keep firing. So he runs I... back, and he's stuck. But Ben, he forgot to turn the laser that melted the gold off. Oh, no. And as we all know, that if you keep heating gold up, it doesn't turn liquid. It becomes an explosive. <laughs> That time-honored tradition of gold exploding. And it explodes, and he's covered in gold. What an end. 
<laughs> but is it the end? Uh, yeah, we see him wink inside of his uh, gold, yeah, gold so, so they sarcophagus. The, they invite the press down, and he's basically like stuck in this gold thing, and you can see his face, and he's just like looking wide-eyed off into the distance. And uh, they have the press come look at it, and then they tell everybody to leave. And then the girlfriend's still there. I, I don't remember if her character had a name. Was it Ilsa or something? I really uh, Ava. Ava, okay. She goes back up, and she is looking at the statue and crying, and the cop shows up, and he's like, I knew you'd come back. And she's like, can I just have a minute alone? And he's like, sure. So he walks away, and she looks up at Danger Diabolic, and he looks down at her and winks, but he winks with both eyes. She's just blinking. He, he fails the first wink, and then looks back up, so the cop thinks he's still dead. And then she's like, oh, thanks, that makes all the difference. And they leave. And then the camera pans and shows his face. And he looks directly at the camera and winks. But then goes back to looking straight up as if he's still dead in this statue. How is he going to get out of that? It's, it's a block of gold he's stuck. You he are, can't get out of that. You are fucking underestimating my man, Diabolic. Well, folks. he's and, alone. And he's, proven... he's not even trying to get out. He goes back to looking like... I think his plan is just to be a statue until he dies. You, you've, uh, he, he's eluded you and your, and, and your inspector over and over, folks. You know how I know he doesn't get out, Ben? How? Because it says, the end, and there's no question mark. Oh, no, you're right. This movie left me wondering a number of things, um, but, but the most notable one was, is this movie full of tropes, or did this movie invent a bunch of tropes that others copied? I can't tell. You know what I, I mean? I think it depends. We'd have to look up some of them. What tropes particularly are you referring to? Well, I mean, just some of the bits, the bits with like, um, uh, 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 with, I guess I don't really have any specific ones in mind, but it just felt like it was like a tropey cult movie, but I can't tell if other movies are parodying it with like some of the goofy James Bond, like nonsense, uh, I just I can't I I, I I want to assume that this is I this I is... feel like this movie probably influenced some of like the parodies of James Bond that came later and like I said I I really feel like uh, View to a Kill stole the idea of a villain having a trap door in like a airship because you know that guy uh, Christopher Walken has one and it's in a dirigible which for some reason he has because he's German I guess and uh, he drops somebody out of it and I think I really think they stole that from danger diabolique but it's hard to tell the things that are parodying the stupidity of james bond if they're aware of you know what i mean like some of this feels like austin powers could have been pulling some of this like insane stuff that just seems pointless but that also just feels like it's a not like you know it's making fun of all those like you know uh in like flint sort of you know movies right so, so it's hard to say but i don't know it, it's definitely something um, something that came up when I was looking up some details on this movie, um, I mentioned that Edgar Wright had expressed, uh, delight of this bizarre film, uh, and, and had it cited it as like sort of an influence on him. Uh, I, I saw him in an interview mentioned that it's like, he said, what was the exact, uh, concept? Oh, he said that, um, <laughs> it's hard for like a movie like Austin Powers to exist. Like that's an intentional parody when something that's like authentic, that ends up even stranger. Exists yeah. In yeah. I genuinely Bond. don't think this was supposed to be like a send up of James Bond. I think this was an attempt to make danger diabolique the like villain version of James Bond films, but, on a, been... but on a budget. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't really understand why you would make this movie on a budget and be like, oh, I'll do it for less than $2 million because you can tell somebody did it for less than they were supposed to. <laughs> you don't think all those effects wouldn't land with an audience at the time? Uh, no, and if you look closely, uh, several police officers who were killed show up later in the movie as different <laughs> police officers, and one criminal is one of the cops who runs up at the end and is firing his gun. He's one of the criminals <laughs> from earlier in the movie. So I think they may have only had eight extras and just kept reusing them. I refuse to believe it. But yeah, I, I, it is. You get, you do sort of have to wonder. I, I really don't think it was supposed to be a parody. I think it was supposed to be a genuine film. Because isn't it based on? Oh yeah, obviously. I know what it's based on. That's why we're doing it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the comics that it's based on were like you know pulpy serials that had probably about as much depth where it was just sort of like 
man rides up in in uh, uh or diabolic rides up in his uh italian sports car and like karate kicks a couple of guys outside of a bank and takes a bunch bags of money and drives away with like coins spilling out you know what i mean and that's precisely what you'd get out of a comic like that um i don't think they were rich with uh complex heists so this is probably a very good adaptation of that you know in that context yeah, I do almost want to try to find like an English translation of one of these just to see. But uh, yeah, it's it's just so I don't know. It's it's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> I I found it fascinating. I mean, I've watched a lot of these ridiculous bad movies uh, thanks to um, former roommate and current uh, uh, co-host of the B Movie Mania podcast, Mike Hayes. Um, I've watched some absolute trash from him and uh, other roommate Paul. Uh, a member of the podcast uh, and like this was so it was so colorful and bright um it reminded me of like the insanity in the later half of barbarella which is like, the only part i liked when there's just like birdmen screaming oh no i'm thinking of um you're thinking of uh, uh flash gordon flash gordon it reminded me of flash gordon in some ways where there's just an absolute who the fuck thought of this set comes yeah, out on yeah. stage i was... like just just like rafters and like diamond shapes and like like so much money and cardboard into building this mad like, thing for I, no reason. I feel like some of the sets you were like, I love how crazy these are. We're actually just buildings in the sixties and seventies. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you might be thinking they built them and they're like, no, that was just a place in Italy we went to. It was some guy's house. Yeah, that's that's probably very likely. Because <laughs> yeah. there's a couple and, of like weird sort of like those like sunken rooms that were popular. There's like a sunken living room that the but, criminal has. Yeah, between those sets, uh, those insane sets, especially his his um his his HQ, there's all this sort of like attempt at pretty decent cinematography with like really weird framings and uh, lots of zooms and cuts and and cameras in motion chasing cars. Like, a lot of effort went in to make this movie look, from, like, a film sense, pretty good. Even if the content of the film is utter dog shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I find it fascinating. I find it just so fascinating. I will say, like, there was parts of it that were, like, funny to watch and, like, sort of entertaining. But in between there, there's just, like, ten minutes at a time where, like, nothing is occurring. And it's just, like, occasionally dialogue or, like, weird shots that go nowhere or, like, two long car chases where they just keep using the same shot of the car driving kind of close to the uh, shoulder and then coming back. They, they use that one shot of him trying to dodge the people shooting with a machine gun. They used it six times at least, I think. It would, every time yeah. he would avoid gunfire, they would just cut to that one shot of his tires getting really close to the edge of the road. It, it's clear that you, it's clear when they're trying to save money. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I would say a good good 15 minutes of this movie, maybe more, are just reusing of shots. Like, the same shot over again. They use the shot of him putting on the suction cup three times. It's the exact oh, yeah. same shot they came, three times. They came back to that one over and over. So it is, it's crazy. Um, I Would you recommend somebody watch it? Yes. Um, this is one of the movies that Pokes, I wish we had watched uh together uh, uh yeah uh, i almost suggested it today when we both had said we hadn't watched it but i was just like i don't know maybe it's i, I couldn't remember how long <laughs> it was it, it definitely is one of those movies where as as like a a, a a fucking set of 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 like stone white jumpsuit thief jumpsuit is catapulted across out of a castle parapet. oh yeah i rewound that too or or <laughs> or when <laughs> Or when just like a madman in a gold in like a silver scuba suit is just like spraying liquid gold all over his feet. Like I just wish I was like look I had someone to turn to and be like, what the fuck are we looking at? Oh yeah, yeah. There was a couple times where I was watching this, I was like, man, I should have said I should because I thought about it when you said it this morning. I was like, maybe I yeah. should tell him and I was like, ah nah, I'll just And then when I was watching, I was like, fuck, I should have said we should have watched this together and we should have made Mike watch it with us. Or I'm yeah. sure Mike's already seen it, but we should have Absolutely. made Mike rewatch it with us. I should point out that this film also has an episode of the original Mystery Science Theater 3000. It is actually the final episode of the original yeah, run. The final episode the of the original run. The one where Mike run. leaves the, uh, yes. the space station. So, uh, yeah, so you may have seen it and not even have realized it. Uh, but So would you recommend 
people watch it? Yes, I would. Uh, if, if, if it doesn't sound like something you're ready for, at the very least, you should probably watch the Mystery Science Theater episode because, as you know, that always makes something palatable. Yeah, I, I would say um, if you have watched... I, I guess if you liked Barbarella, this movie could be your new favorite film. And then <laughs> yes. I would also suggest after you watch that and think, this is my favorite film, you should see a therapist. But if you watched like Flash Gordon and were like, boy, that was funny. It was pretty terrible. I enjoyed that. I think this would be a fun movie to watch with people and make fun of. I, I think that's probably why it was a good, like a, the good last episode, you know, why they picked it for the last episode of Mystery Science. Theater oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I definitely think if you had friends to watch it with, it would be super enjoyable alone. There's just a lot of chunks of it that are really boring. And aren't like that interesting, even like in, ins- you know, like Flash Gordon, everything was just insane. So even when something was boring, you'd be like, look at this weird costume this person's wearing in the yeah. background. This didn't I, have enough of that for me. Flash Gordon did feel like it had a, a momentum to it that this movie did not have. Uh, Which is weird, because if you remember the, the Flash Gordon, I think we talked about it being too slow. <laughs> so. Yeah, so we're, we're really making a lot of serious commentary on Danger Diabolic. Now, Ben. I saw something just a minute ago when I was looking up to try to see, because uh, I don't research before we do these, uh, the comic book to see if it had any descriptions of like storylines, and it doesn't. But in the article for Danger Diabolique on Wikipedia, I saw something at the end, and I have to read it to you. Are you ready? You're sitting Please. down, right? I am, yes. Okay. A new adaption of Diabolique by the Manetti brothers is set to be released oh. in early 2021. Oh, 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 what? They made a new version of it. I guess it was supposed to be released in December 2020, but the second wave of COVID in Italy caused them to push it back. It's an Italian film, so maybe one day when they release a dub, oh, we can go back and God. watch a new version of Diabolique, because uh, I'm sure everybody would love that. Uh, it looks like it's star. Yeah, it stars one of the uh, guys that we saw in the old guard. Oh yeah, look at that! It does. <laughs> one of the two it was one of the two gay guys, right? Yeah, the yeah. Guy who was from he was Italian in the old guard. Yeah, he, I think I think he was Italian in that. They probably just you know use use his official accent, which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's probably yeah probably how he got the job. Yeah, because yeah, he was the guy who was the Crusades. That's who they were. Oh my god! I have to see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in seeing... Uh, How do I get access? First, learn Italian. Second of all... <laughs> Fair enough. So yeah, we'll, we'll have to do that when uh, we meet next, uh, or I guess whenever it actually comes out. But, oh my god, I just can't... Oh, there's only been two film adaptions. That seems odd. I can't believe there wasn't a sequel to Danger Diabolic. We really missed out. All right, anyways... <laughs> I think that's going to be it for our episode on, uh, a, I guess, an anti-hero movie about a criminal who just gets real lucky and spend, lives the rest of his life as a paperweight. Now, uh, play that baseline outro, Pogues. You mean the... Burr, 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 burr.